Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Hello and welcome to another edition of the best football show. I'm uh, your host, Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. You can uh, find me every day here on this uh, on the Odyssey app, wherever you download your apps, all that kind of stuff that's out there. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and X and threads and YouTube and all that. Uh, NFL Network. Anyways, we've got major news. Uh, you, you, we, we can't really not talk about football today and not talk about what Jim Harbaugh just did yesterday. Coming down late uh, yesterday night, Wednesday evening, Jim Harbaugh, the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. And what that means uh, for everybody, for the AFC West, for the AFC, for the NFL, because let's face it. I've often said this, that we don't have enough good head coaches. When this was a 12-team league back, you know, before we started watching football, there wasn't enough good head coaches. And there's not enough good head coaches. And when you get a chance to get Jim Harbaugh back into the NFL, it makes everybody better. It makes the Chargers better. It makes the AFC West better. It makes the AFC more challenging because we know – from Jim's track record, starting when he was the quarterback coach with the Raiders to the head coach of the University of San Diego, to the head coach of Stanford, to the head coach for the 49ers, to the head coach for nine years, the University of Michigan, and now the Chargers. The track record is undeniably strong and the success he's had at coaching. And so I, I congratulate the Spaniels, Spanos family for reeling him in, for giving him two interviews, for basically granting him uh, all the powers that he needs in order to turn this franchise around. And we know this about the Chargers franchise. Since they've come to Los Angeles, where they have been the second-class citizen to the Rams, playing at SoFi Stadium, to when they were with in San Diego, this is a franchise that's had very little success, um, that has had injury woes that have had all kinds of excuses. The excuses stop now. Whether it's the lack of ability of the lack of toughness, their ability to stop the run or run the football. That has been that has plagued this franchise the last couple of years for sure. Um, to the the amount of injuries that they have sustained and players that have been on the field off the field. There's no more excuses. And Jim Harbaugh will not allow it to be an excuse. And then we all recognize that Justin Herbert is a very talented quarterback. I don't know where we've seen the best of Justin Herbert. I feel that just the way the last time Jim Harbaugh came to the NFL and he drafted Colin Kaepernick in the third round out of University of Nevada and brought his offense with him. The pistol formation. He brought his coach with them. They they had an offensive coordinator that built the system around Colin Kaepernick. Well, Justin Herbert isn't Colin Kaepernick, but he's but he's a skilled player. The way Colin was a skilled player, he'll build his offense around Justin Herbert. You know, Jim's an ex quarterback, first round pick, played in this league fifteen years, uh, coached the position with the Raiders. Like he knows what it takes to make a a quarterback successful and what you need around him. And so there will be 
a strong running game with the Chargers. Who knows? Maybe Blake Corum from the University of Michigan is the running back next year. But they will have a strong rushing attack. They'll do it in a variety of ways. They'll find tight ends that can block. They'll get a fullback. They will um, build their offensive line. That's coming. It's exciting. I think Jim Harbaugh had his choice of a lot of teams. I think that Jim Harbaugh has coached in San Diego. He's coached in San Francisco. I think his wife, they will enjoy California living. I think that's a big consideration. So it's going to be fun. He's not going to come cheap. I don't know what his contract is. He's bringing he, – he knows who his staff and who wants to be. Uh, I think there's an advantage being in college the last nine years at University of Michigan. Um, you know, he had Mike McDonald, his defensive coordinator at Michigan, who's now the defense coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Mike McDonald brings this matchup zone concept. It's a conundrum for quarterbacks. Um, he could bring a disciple of Mike's. He could have his own system. Those, those assistant coaches aren't coming cheap. Jim's going to get his assistants paid. He wants those guys to stay and be with them lockstep the way Vic Fangio was, his defense coordinator in San Francisco. Uh, his, his coaches are important, and his staff is really important. So the Chargers, who have not really competed with the Kansas City Chiefs over the last eight years, now I think are a real threat. There will be an instant threat to Kansas City and to the AFC West. And with that, the other coaching news uh, and the other franchise news in the AFC West is the Las Vegas Raiders. Antonio Pierce is the head coach. Tom Telesco is the general manager. They've got coach, GM in lockstep with the Raiders. I talked to Max Crosby last week. And, you know, Max threatened to leave the Raiders if Antonio Pierce wasn't the coach. But it wasn't just that. The organ, the, the players felt like Antonio Pierce earned a spot to be the head coach. The way that he connected with the players, even long before he was the interim head coach. When he was a linebacker coach the year before, how he connected with the players um, on the field, off the field, one-on-one, -on -one, you name it. He built connections and relationships with the guys on that team. Devontae Adams, Jerry Tillery, Max Crosby, uh, Marcus Epps, you name it. You pick a player. Like they believed in what Antonio Pierce was selling. And then if you bring Tom Telesco, has drafted well with the Chargers. He's drafted well. I mean, he knows how to put a draft board together. Uh, Jim Harbaugh will have maybe final say. Who knows? Um, but that, they will collaborate uh, on every single pick. And what and, and Tom's job now is to go out there and shop for what Jim wants, blocking tight ends, fullback, running back, defensive lineman. I mean, the way that he wants to build his team, Tom will get that message loud and clear. Antonio Pierce, what he wants, how to build a team, he will get him just the way Tom did, I think, in, with the Chargers. I think he did a good job of drafting. Uh, but I think that's his job now. Understand what Antonio Pierce wants. Go find those type of players. That will be priority number one. Whether Aiden O'Connell is the quarterback, not the quarterback, uh, they now will do that. I think keeping um, 
the staff in place, especially on the defense side of the ball, Patrick Graham, um, Rob Ryan, Rob Leonard, defense line coach. It's important that those guys stay on board and continue to, to build a defense that uh, under Antonio Pierce gave up the fewest points in the league once Antonio Pierce took over. And Patrick Graham could really do what he wanted to do. We saw a big difference defensively. So that's that. In Philadelphia, all kinds of changes. Nick Sirianni is staying. But Vic Fangio is now the defense coordinator. And honestly, uh, Vic Fangio was there in 2022. And when Jonathan Gannon went and took a job, the head job, with the Arizona Cardinals, the, the Philadelphia Eagles thought they had a succession plan in place that Vic Fangio would then step in to the defensive coordinator role uh, vacated by the loss of Jonathan Gannon. And they, they, they were surprised, quite frankly, when Vic Fangio uh, went to Miami and became the defense coordinator there. They really thought Vic would just stay on board since he consulted that year, knew the players, knew the system, knew Nick. And then when he went to Miami with Mike McDonald, I think caught everybody off guard, and they went and hired a Vic Fangio disciple of Sean Desai, who was with them in Chicago, had, you know, learned his system and thought they were basically getting a younger Vic Fangio. Well, they did it, and they weren't. And so now Philadelphia can actually get Vic Fangio back in the building because that was really the plan, was to bring Vic on board. If Jonathan gets a job, if we have success, we have a successor. Well, now, since they broke ties in Miami with Vic, they get the real Vic Fangio in Philadelphia. So we'll see. But, you know, I think there's going to be changes made to the staff because, let's face it, they drafted in the first round Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. We did not see great development from those players. We saw Jalen Carter take off and really look promising the first 10, 12 weeks of the season, and we saw a drop-off. Uh, we have not seen a Jordan Davis that can be an every-down player. Uh, they need way more out of him in the passing game, in the pass rush game. And we, quite frankly, we didn't see much from Nolan Smith. But he's a rookie, so we'll give him a redshirt year. But Vic Fangio now, I believe, has got to put a staff together that not only plays to his strengths as a coordinator, but can develop individual players. I think they need an overhaul at linebacker. I think Vic will recognize that, knows that. They need an overhaul in the secondary at corner and safety. I think he recognizes and knows that. And um, I think we'll start to see position coaches that can develop young players um, like they have, like a Sheldon, you know, like some of the guys that they have. And then I think they need teachers. And so uh, I think we'll see an overhaul in the whole staff there in Philadelphia, starting with Vic Fangio. So, the other, you know, look, once Sunday happens, once Sunday's games uh, play out, regardless of what Detroit does, whether Detroit goes to San Francisco and wins they, uh, or they get beat, Ben Johnson is going to be in play at both Atlanta and in Washington. And I think he's got his choice. Uh, of, of organizations to go to. I think Atlanta is more set up for success. Uh, they need a quarterback in the worst way. Uh, Washington, 
uh, I think has skilled players. I think they're a long ways away defensively. And I think they, they need a quarterback. And with the second pick, maybe it's Drake May. Maybe uh, it's Caleb Williams, depending on what Chicago does. You know, that's attractive too. But I think Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator in Detroit, will have his choice between Atlanta and Washington. Once Sunday's game plays out, he's interviewed a bunch already. Uh, I think he'll be ready to make a decision regardless of what Detroit does. I think he'll have his choice. I think he's that good. Uh, he's been with Dan Campbell since uh, Dan took over as the interim coach in Miami years ago. So he's been with them, do the math, I don't know, eight, nine years now. But he's he's earned his, uh, his keep. He's very bright, and uh, he's earned that role uh, in, in Washington, Atlanta, and I think they're both waiting to see what he decides to do. So that's been the best football show today. I'm going to come back tomorrow, and we'll give you one more preview of the AFC and NFC championship games, 3 o'clock, the AFC championship game with Kansas City visiting Baltimore, 6.30 with Detroit visiting San Francisco. Championship Sunday deserves one more go-round of things I'm hearing, things I'm seeing, things I'm still watching on tape to see how Lamar gets defended, how Kansas City attacks Baltimore's matchup zone, uh, how Detroit keeps San Francisco's offense off the field. We'll hit that one more time tomorrow. So thanks for joining me today. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Come find me at Baldy NFL. This has been the best football show. Thanks for listening and look forward to talking to everybody tomorrow.